Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 435 for the week of August 12th, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Rivetier. Here with RP Gamers Weekly Podcast about RPGs and cat collars. Um, also joining us today, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. And Kelly Ryan. Hello. Jonathan Mustang may show up halfway through the call. We're not sure yet, so we'll see how that goes. How's everyone doing today? A little allergy today. Allergy today. Yeah, that was my yeah. reaction to Twitter today. <laughs> and I just shut it down. My body had a whole way of shutting that whole thing down. Yeah. <laughs> how's uh? How's uh? How's life for Anna Marie? Um. Good. Good. All right. Well, that so concludes the small talk portion of the podcast. We kind of got it all out of our system. I guess so. <laughs> I We put a collar on our cat, Anna. Yes. He's making jingly he did, noises. It's fun. He jingles. He looks very handsome. He does. The blue really accents his black fur very well. All right. Well. <laughs> and so you'll never is... have to worry about losing him in a closet. Um, uh, no, we still have that problem. <laughs> well, we okay. have a, not with the collar. Uh Wait, Come so wait a second. Do you not let your cats go into closets, Kelly? No, we do, but that way they can't sneak in. Can't sneak in. Okay. Yeah. Though, interestingly enough, I had an outside cat years ago that um, liked to kill rabbits and mice and stuff. So we put a collar on him so that he could alert stuff so that he couldn't kill anything. Mm-hmm. Well, he still managed to kill stuff. And so we ended up putting like six or seven bells on the collar. Mm-hmm. And either he was just a master of stealth or we had some pretty stupid rabbits and rats around our neighborhood because he still managed to kill stuff even with like seven bells on his collar. I think he enjoyed the challenge. I I think so. He was a Dark Souls cat. <laughs> So what happened to that kitty? Um, he ended up passing away from feline leukemia. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he was abandoned. Mm. Neighbors moved away and didn't take him with them, so we took him in. We didn't we didn't have him for very long, but he uh, wasn't very well cared for to begin with. Oh, rest in peace, Kiki Bird. But he was a master hunter. Oh, that cat could, I I would watch him try to chase down birds and he would jump like five feet in the air trying to get birds. Did he catch them? I never saw him catch them, but I know that he would drag the kills into the garage when he did. Did he eat them or just kill them? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Carnivore kitty. Yeah, he he was pretty wild. But he was awesome. (laughs) Anna, you haven't had a carnivore kitty. Um, no, I've never had a kitty. You had Cat 5, right? No, that wasn't mine. That was my roommate's. Yeah, but still, that's a cat. Yes, it was an outdoor cat. It ate everything. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, what did it catch? Um, mice, mostly, which is what my roommate got it for in the first place. Oh, I wanted a mouser. Yep. Yeah, my current cats are too stupid to catch anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Though every time there's a spider in the house, like if there's a spider on the ceiling, they will literally climb, climb the walls trying to get the spider. Chris, that train noise is very, very loud. Well, thanks for telling the people at home who can't hear it. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Your train noise is really oh, loud. You're just ruining the illusion. <sighs> Anna, come on. So, what have you been playing, Kelly? I went on a classic Sonic bender this week. Oh, yeah? Because I realized that Sonic Mania is coming out next week, and I'm going to be playing that. And I hadn't really touched a classic Sonic game in a while. And I wanted to kind of get the muscle memory back. Okay. So, you know, as poor happy as Sega is, I am genuinely surprised that they didn't put out a Sonic Legacy collection before Sonic Mania came out. Because currently, there's no real convenient way to get Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Oh, yeah? Oh, Uh, so you can get uh, Sonic 3, but you can't get... Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Be- this, so the problem here is is lock on technology, right? Yep. No, no. What about what about the 360 collection? Um, that has both games separate, and you can't lock them on together. <gasps> and I looked in, I looked into it, and the reason why is because the extra memory that that would have taken up, they wanted to put bonus games in that collection instead. Oh, whatever. The extra so, memory. These are Genesis cartridges. <sighs> okay. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I ended up cheating on that one and emulating it on my Raspberry Pi. But, ah. you know, given that the Ryan household is having three collector's editions of that game coming to our house, You're I think You're entitled can... to all of their intellectual property, obviously. <laughs> That's how that works, yes. right? You spend 150 bucks on some games, and then you own the entire catalog of Sega. Well, I, I can... That's how it works for me. Ju- I can justify one ROM given that I've pretty much bought every single version of that game As ever made. Ever more be or produced. Less. Yeah. Wait, what <laughs> about the. Isn't there like a, a dumb little um, digital. Uh, let's see. Sega console. What is it? Sega console 27. Oh, I heard that thing is terrible. It's like Genesis Classic. Yeah. Yeah. The flashback yeah, I... HD 2017. Yeah, like, I heard that thing yeah, was no, awful. Bad. So there's a bunch of like oh, Sega knockoffs here, them. and they're all terrible. But maybe it has the lock. Maybe it has the lock-on game. No. Well, I ended up playing Sonic One and Two on the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection on the PS3. Which, my God, I I can't remember the last time I fired that machine up. Both of my controllers were dead, and played through Sonic. In- Sonic 1 and 2 one night and then I went ahead and bought Sonic CD on the PS3 which is made by the same guy that's making Sonic Mania so that was kind of an interesting little beta version of Sonic Mania. Um, That game's only five bucks right now. Sonic Mania? No, Sonic CD. Sonic CD, oh right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the one that retains the Japanese music and Mm -hmm. lets you play as Tails in I Sonic it on CD. Steam, yeah, and I kept switching soundtracks. And they're yeah. both good. <laughs> That's the weird part. <laughs> yeah, it, it playing through with the Japanese voice or the Japanese um soundtrack, it's like the world kind of made sense because they changed the music for the present versions of the stages, but not the past and future versions. So it is it is very 
jarring having this song that was unfamiliar to me and then going back into the past and being like, oh, this is the song I know. Oh, it's just the the present version, but with a little different motif. So this, okay. So Sega is putting out two consoles this year. One is the Sega Genesis Classic Game Console. It comes with 81 games and you can play, it looks like you can play your original cartridges on it. It has two controllers on it. They're wired, whatever. And then there's another one called the Sega Genesis Flashback. And that one upscales to HD, has save, pause, and rewind, two wireless Genesis controllers, and comes with 85 games. And you can play your own cartridges too. And it looks like the original Genesis. But apparently it's terrible? I've heard oh. that all of the Genesis flashback consoles are terrible. Oh, terrible. That, There's that also, the emulation. Yeah, the emulation's no good. Mm-hmm. There's also the ultimate portable game player. Oh, here we go. It's like a knockoff. It's like, let's make a cheap version of the Game Gear that doesn't look like the Game Gear and doesn't weigh as much as the Game Gear. By the way, if you haven't seen a Game Gear, it's huge. It's freaking huge. All right. The ultimate portable game player returns with an enhanced selection of 85 built-in Sega Genesis and Mega Drive classic games. Um, blah, 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 blah. And you can play your own games with an SD card. Wait, what does that mean? Does that mean it'll play it'll play ROMs or something? It's entirely possible. How can it be do how can they be okay with that? I don't know. There's not sure if there's a legal gray area there. But apparently it's terrible cuz they're all running yeah. the same bad emulator or whatever, right? So. Mhm. Mm. This is from At Games. So nobody likes the At Games products apparently. But yeah, and then I played through all of Sonic 3 and Knuckles last night and had to save state the special stages a lot. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not sure if it's because I'm playing it on an HD TV and there's that input delay mm-hmm. or if I'm just old and my reflexes suck. Oh, Can the ones where you have to gather all the balls with that yep. bring 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 noise? Yep. It's called Boy Sphere. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I did manage to get all of the emeralds like as soon as humanly possible so I could just supersonic through most of the game. And I wanted to play Sonic and 3, Sonic 3 and Knuckles completely because I think that game has the most epic final boss fight that was in the 16 bit game. If either of you are familiar with that boss fight at all, in what Sonic 3? No, in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, no. Um, it, it unlocks an extra stage where you're supersonic, flying through space, chasing down Robotnik. Okay. That seems good. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's really cool. It was kind of a nice little end to the 16-bit Sonic era. Mm. Which is why I was so uh, insistent on playing that version of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. As opposed to playing them separately, because I don't think that stage is in. Um, no, I think that stage is in Sonic and Knuckles, but because you can't save, it's a little bit more of a pain in the butt to get to, mm-hmm. and you can't be uh, hypersonic when you do that stage. So that was my non-RPG bender for the week, and. I'm really looking forward to Sonic Mania. Did you guys see the uh, animated 
intro that they put out for it. I saw bits and pieces of it because people are posting gifs of it and squeeing. Yeah, it, it was is so adorable. It's got that Sonic CD aesthetic. I'm actually planning on getting back to my artistic roots tonight and doing some Sonic art on my live stream or my Twitch stream, which is also something I haven't done in years. Not not streaming, but doing any sort of Sonic art because that's how I got started drawing. Drawing Sonic Guard. So yes, that that concludes my non-RPG portion of my gaming. Um, I also finished Yee's Origin this week. It was a very short game, but you're intended to play it through with multiple people. Wait, Kelly, and, Kelly, yeah, I'm on Steam, and Sonic Three and Knuckles is right here. Really? It's in my library. I can play it right now. Is it okay. not for sale anymore or something? No, was I think I was... Was it part of a package or something? Well, I mean, you can get it part of a package, and it's costless that way. I bought it, I'm sure, on a Steam sale. Hmm. But here it is on my machine. See, right there. I think I was trying to find a console okay. version, because... You're um... talking about the Sega Mega Drive Classics? Yes. Yep. It's in there. You may not be able to buy it individually. You may have to buy it through the Sonic Mega Drive Classics thing. Jeez, I have all these. I have so many Sonic games. <laughs> I have all the Sonic games. Holy crap. Oh, it comes with a hub and everything? Oh, that's right. I've seen this. They updated it. They gave it a 3D room UI, Steam Workshop support, so you can put mods in there and stuff. Ay ay ay. Yeah, I use it to play Game Ground a lot, and you can also... You can go into the marketplace and people have like, here, here's this game, and you 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 oh, download it seriously, and you load up the other game, but it's actually a different game, oh, so you can right. play a whole bunch of different games. Oh, that's right, Jeff Pirating did a games. yeah, yep. <laughs> so is this like Sega trying to do a classic game room thing, but yeah. is it yes. Mega Drive? But it's oh, actually okay. really good, from what I've seen. Okay, yeah, Sonic Green Knuckles is in here. Yeah, I have all these. Man, I must have seam sailed it. Legit way to play emulators. Sort of. Unless you do the uh, download yeah. marketplace thing. <laughs> well, a, lot of are, a lot of them are in Russian, too. It's funny. <laughs> I was trying to absolve my set of playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles on my Raspberry Pi. I don't know. There's not 85 games here, though. Are there? I should count. I can't do math. I have 59. So what are the other 26 games that they put on this uh, this console? Oh, I bet you someone's listed them all. Sega. Um, well, I'll look that up. All right. Hi, Jonathan. How you doing? Hello. Welcome. That's I was I too sleepy. You. I know how that feels. I feel that. <laughs> well, I did stay up with two late playing a game. So did I. I played some PUBG, and then I was playing Final Fantasy XIV. I was kind of switching back between the two. I stayed up to like 6 in the morning. <laughs> do you play on Leviathan, or do you play on a different server? 
I have a Leviathan character, but I'm just playing on a Genova server right now. Several of my friends been bugging me to get it, and I finally caved. Or get back in it, so I got Stormblood. But my little Lancer is only a level 13. I'm a jumpy kitty. Yep, I made a kitty too. Technically, my... aren't all kitties jumpy? I'm actually a dragoon. Um, so uh-huh. I'm probably going to make her into a um, rogue and a ninja, though. Like everyone else, I guess. But uh, that's what I had in mind when I made her. But I think my Leviathan character is a gladiator or warrior or whatever. He was like level 30, 27 maybe, something like that. That's when we're getting bogged down and doing all the crafting stuff. I think that can take a while, can it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't opened that bag yet, yet on this character. So. Oh, guys. I found, I found what I was looking for. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Note that this $80 retro... This is from IGN's review of this Sega Genesis thing. Note that this $80 retro console isn't manufactured by Sega. It's made by At Games, which also produces the Atari flashback. The Genesis flashback boasts 85 built-in games, which is almost double the amount of the excellent Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection that was released for 360 and PS3 back in 2009. Upon closer inspection, however, you'll find that only 57 of them were actually released on an original Sega console. The remaining 28 are bogus games, all but oh, yeah. unplayable ripoffs of classics like Space Invaders and Air Hockey. That means 28 games in this collection, 33%, are straight garbage. All right. We got yep. an answer. And then the finally. sound's bad. The oh, is it? Suck. Oh, like, no. Those ad games always suck. Yet, the only reason what they're doing now is they, ju- they jacked up the price a bit to try to match the NES Classic. And just to try to get people on that bandwagon. There's no Sonic uh, 3 on this thing. Like, at all. What is this? It's garbage. Garbage. No Sonic and Knuckles either. Oh, wait, no. Sonic and Knuckles is on there. Sonic and Knuckles is on there, but no Sonic 3. (laughs) Yeah, because that makes a whole lot of sense. (laughs) I also don't think you can save games so if you have anything that needs to save it won't happen uh, no 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 that said that the, this one's supposed to have an emulator that can do pausing and rewinding and everything okay so you, one would hope it could do save states if we do all that crap but then again given what I've seen here I wouldn't be surprised if you're right <laughs> so you can't save games on that but I see Shining Force 1 and 2 are on there exactly I don't know about the save so, thing don't take my. I know maybe this one they fixed that. I know their previous ones. It's just yeah. This is the new the one that's not releasing. out yet. Yeah, yeah. They they may let you. I know the old ones you couldn't save games. So what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? I wonder if the portal. No, yeah, never mind. All right, that sucks. All right, so Actually, the official you, you RP just, gamer recommendations are um, the Steam collection, the 09 release for 360 and PS3, and I guess Kelly's Raspberry Pi. There's a PSP collection, too, that's a, a little bit of a slimmed-down version of the uh, 360 and PS3 one. That's also pretty good. Yeah, that, that one is really good. The issue, cause you didn't hear because it came in late, was that I was trying to find Sonic 3 and Knuckles together. And on the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection, that one's not together for some reason. It's just not the same without I, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Well, I mean, ostensibly, that's how it was supposed to be released, but they didn't have time back in the day, so they just split it up into two games. 
Hmm. Yeah, so I, I wonder on those old that games, if you had like a Shining Force 2, you would just have to like leave it on all the time in order to continue your story. I hope not. Never turn it off. Well, I have, I have a funny story that's kind of like that. Oh, yeah? In college, I had a, uh, one of our janitors that came through. We always, he'd always come in and like hang out and play games in the, my room. And like uh, get on the internet because I guess he didn't have internet at home. This was back in like 2001, 2002, so it wasn't as widespread yet. And so he'd just come hang out while he was on work and like surf the web and we'd play like Madden stuff. And he had a PS2. For some reason, he never bought himself a memory card. So he said he's had his, he had his PS2, he left it on nonstop on his Madden franchise file for over a year just because he didn't have a memory card to save it. I don't know. I always thought that was funny. This kind of reminded me of that. Well, it's funny you mentioned that we was talking about um, Resident Evil One before the show, and I had a friend that didn't have a memory card that got really good at the, like the first couple or like the first three hours of Resident Evil because she couldn't save. So every time she died, she'd have to start to start out the game completely over from scratch. Every <laughs> time I got to Costa del Sol in Final Fantasy VII, the power went out. And then I got to the very end of the game, and I was really excited. Because <laughs> yeah, Anna didn't have a save card either. I didn't have a memory card for the PS. What is up with all these people without memory cards? Oh, it gets better. I was flying around to, towards the final dungeon, and I was like, "What's this thing sticking out of the desert?" Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So I never did that finish run. that game. <laughs> well, well back weapon. then, Chris, memory cards were expensive, and. You know, if you were like my parents, they didn't understand that you kind of needed to save your games because I remember I wanted a memory card for my um, Saturn. And my dad said said to me, I quote, I'm not paying $60 for a memory chip encased in plastic so that you can save your high scores. Yeah, <laughs> I just wasn't allowed to buy a memory card. Interestingly enough, I found a Saturn memory card at a Goodwill years later for $5. So, take that, Dad. Well, at least Saturn, Saturn had some internal suck. saving. The whole Saturn thing was terrible. Yeah, the, the cart oh. slot starts going out, and then mine doesn't work Well, And, and if you don't save to a cart slot, you, you're at the mercy of a watch battery. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was, I think, at the end of Shining shining the Holy Ark, and then that's when my lithium battery and my Saturn died, and I lost all that progress, and that was a hard-ass game. Yeah. That's like Ain't the main reason wait? right now that I consider Saturn to be a system that it might just be better to play on emulator than even if you have all the hardware. <laughs> Amen to that. But yeah, it, with all of, with the gobs and gobs of space we get now, ain't that nice that we ain't got to worry about that anymore? Yeah. Unless your hard drive crashes. Why do you have like a super duper pink car? That is the bohemian car on my train, Anna. Okay. And again, the podcast listeners don't know what you're talking about. Well, then they should be here when we stream live Saturday morning at... 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on yeah. twitch.tv slash rpgamer. That's right. That's right. So who's been playing 14 this week? Everybody? Yeah. Even Kelly? Not I. Not Kelly. All right. I think I'm up to... 
I'm really close to 40 Dragoon. So I should probably do that today so I can do my 40 quest. Yeah. Anyways. I'm I'm level 70 now. Finally hit 70. Yay! I still haven't finished Stormblood's story, so I haven't unlocked all the endgame content yet, so I can't actually do all the cool, fun 70 stuff. But hey, I'm getting real close. My Final Fantasy XIV journey is nearly at an end. Whew, which is good, because I could use to play some other games. <laughs> oh, right! I played another game, Anna. Or wait, or wait, we should talk more about 14, shouldn't we? Is there more to talk about on 14, or is everyone tired of 14? I, is there something specific to discuss? Mine's just boring intro stuff, so not that great. Well, I guess not then. All right. Um, then I will move on. Anna, I've played Metopia. Yes. How did you like it? It's very repetitive. Yes. Wait, did I talk about this last week? Yes. Oh, it's still very repetitive. But more and more people are jealous of our relationship. <laughs> so I'm still working on getting Anna, me and Anna um, married in that game. And that seems to take a while. Um, I think we're at the point where we finally, we were sort of likes. Now we're at likes. So I got to keep, I got to keep pushing that like up to like really likes. And then I assume kind of wants to see more often and wants to ask out, but is a bit embarrassed Asked out, but father said no. I, I don't know what other stages there are, but I assume we have to go through them all. Um, you don't care. You're going to just flirt with all the other guys, aren't you, Anna? Mm-hmm. Oh, terrible. Yeah, Max Storm was jealous. <laughs> so that game, turn-based, still just kind of like... Run through these uh, these encounters where there's two fights and maybe a treasure chest, and then you can level up your characters a little bit more and make them go shopping, and then a funny scene will happen in the inn, and then rinse, lather, rinse, repeat, and then it... Man, the game is very basic. I can't wait for you to play it so you can tell me what you think about it, Anna. So get on that. Okay. What have you been playing? I played... Um, hang on, let me get the full name because I call it wrong i played layton's mystery journey catriel and the millionaire's conspiracy Anna, you like beat that game you I, destroyed that game i whipped through it so i've beaten all of the main story puzzles which was like 175 180 there's also daily puzzles that i can do and now that i'm done the game there are like secret puzzles that i've unlocked but some of them are really hard mm. So I have done a few of them, but I feel like I'm done with that game. I have gotten everything that I want to out of it. So Lady Layton was very fun. It is a full mainline Professor Layton game. So it plays like the original six Professor Layton games. It doesn't play like Layton Brothers. Um, and yeah, I played it on an iPad Pro. People keep asking me how it runs on Androids, and I'm like, I have no idea, because I played it on a powerful uh, iPad, so I don't have a lot of insight on that. But yeah, it took me about 20, it took me just over 22 hours to finish the main story. So a little bit longer than your average Professor Layton game. I looked up how long to beat, and most of them are 15 to 20 hours. 
but I also did a lot of like poking around and I found all of the collectibles and I got everybody their perfect meals and I finished almost all of the Pound Hound and I am one puzzle away from finishing. So you know how there's always like mini games inside of the inside of the case? Is there an RPG this time? Nope. Which is a bummer, right? There there's always uh, little mini games inside the briefcase. And so this time there's three inside the briefcase. One is like um, maneuvering the dog to the destination. I think there was like a hamster one like that previously. And the second one is making um, people in within a square walk in the right directions to pick up the right things off of the shelves. And I also think that's been in a previous game. And the third one is you have people that want specific meals and you have to... Ow, Chris. Um, you have to feed them um, an appetizer, a soup, a main course, and a dessert. And so you kind of get very vague hints about what they want, and then you kind of have to serve them to figure out things that they do and don't like. And so you can give them an okay meal, and then you can give them a perfect meal. So I have perfect meals for everybody. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, the story is very late-esque. So at the end, there's like a ridiculous plot twist that I was like, I did not see that coming at all. And it was epic. And there is definitely going to be another Lady Layton game um, because the... As usual, story plot threads are not wrapped up in a no. Layton game. No, 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 no. So everything is wrapped up in the game. Whatever. And then post credit, All the stuff you care about is never satisfied. No, no. So Yeah. So there's there's two things... That are not wrapped up, which is why is there a talking dog and who is Catriel? And so like there's this post credits scene where it's basically like, hey, this like is two things that should have been established in the first five minutes, in my opinion, and they never deal with it. <sighs> Anna, mm -hmm. your latent storylines frustrate me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was quite good um i had a lot of fun and if you are comfortable playing it on a mobile device as opposed to waiting for the 3ds version i would say go for it um i also have been playing a lot of gardenscapes this week which i talked about last week but it is basically a match three with a bunch of story and that's all i'll say about it um it's a free-to-play garbage game. Yeah, it, it, it it's a match three game. It it puts less pressure on you to buy stuff it's, than most match three games. Yeah, but ultimately it's Candy Crush. Yeah, I won't deny that. I didn't deny that last week. Anyways, oh right, you did talk about it last yeah. week. Sorry. Um, and then this morning Sorry. I started playing. Um, hang on, I gotta get the full title of this game. Um, egg, uh, Eglia. Eglia. It, there's there's like a full title for it. Eglia. Eglia, Legend of the Red Cap. And so basically you are playing as a red cap that has followed into the world. Um, it's a goblin. With, yeah, so he's a red cap goblin. He lost his she, horns. Yeah, no horns. But the horns are what make red cap super bloodthirsty and crazy. So you're a nice goblin. So you're a nice goblin. And you do, in fact, have a red cap. Mm -hmm. 
So when you fall here, they're like, hey, the world kind of is in a bad spot right now. There was a huge war and all of the world was sealed away into eggs to protect it. So let's go find all the eggs and make the world, reassemble the world. So it's Legend of Mana. Um, combat is very different though. So when you go out exploring into those new areas, um, you, it, it's hexagonal grid. Hexagonal. Hexagonal. Thank you. And so you roll a dice and that tells you how many spaces that you could move. And then you could tap on stuff like trees to chop them down. And you could tap on enemies to attack them. But based on how many dice rolls that you uh, had is how powerful your attack is. And you meet people and you interact with them and you could give them gifts and that increases their friendship. And once they increase their friendship, they had luck do quests and you could give them gifts. Um, and then there's sort of time um, management stuff. So there is a place where you could put food and you have to wait. And eventually if a spirit will come along and eat the food that you can recruit that spirit. Um, there is a lady who will grow um, potatoes for you and spirits like potatoes when they eat them they'll level up and then there's a place that you could grow uh, stones precious gems and you could use those precious gems to evolve your spirits and spirits help you fight uh, while you're out in the world and that you could bring friends with you like NPC friends with you and they collect stuff while they're with you but they have a morale system where if they have low morale they don't want to go out with you And the writing is very sassy. So it's like, I walked up to the person and it's like, can I join you? And my two options were sure or shrug. With like okay. little stars around it. So yeah, the writing is funny. Very tongue in cheek. So yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Is there anybody else that hasn't gone? I think I was the last one. You the last one? Beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. I had, I had missed, like, two, talking about two games briefly. Oh, yeah? Because I finished, I finished Yee's Origin. Um, you're kind of, that's a really short game, but you're kind of meant to play it with all three characters. And I was kind of done with that game because of how samey the combat and environments were. So I went ahead and I picked up by Mitsuna to play a little bit. All right. And How are you liking it? My God, you guys were not kidding about that music. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's like was was that all you had in your music budget in that game for like one guy on the piano? <laughs> they were going and for I mean, a feel, I guess. I mean, don't get me wrong; it is beautiful music, but that kind of piano music puts me to sleep. Yep. Um, other than the p music driving me crazy, I am somewhat enjoying the game thus far. I do like the combat, and I am curious to see where the story is going to go. And I am really liking the visuals, even though... Um, do you ever get any go anywhere besides somewhere snowy in this game? Nope. I, I don't know. I haven't played that long. As far as okay. I've been told, no. Uh, okay. That's what I thought. I was just curious. Um, well, I mean, 
my opinion is going to kind of depend on where this goes. But I mean, I, as much as I'm complaining, I am enjoying the game so far and I'm really liking the old school combat and just kind of running around in areas and exploring and stuff like that. But I'm really curious to see whether, where this is going to go and whether or not I'm going to like it despite its very obvious flaws. I'm definitely glad I waited for a sale to pick it up though. Cool. Uh, you guys were curious about cool. my opinion. I am. Uh, yeah, I was curious yeah. to know if you liked it more than than me. <laughs> I did. You finish it? No. No, he's no, no. played it oh. like E three. I played it E three for like an hour and said, "I don't ever want to touch this again." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I'll probably pick it up next year. I'll see if there's like a good Black Friday sale or something. Next year. Wow. All right. Remember, I'm thinking about like what my theme for 2018 is going to be. Because okay. if I need to start ba- buying games now to fit the theme, no, you need I'm to just finish all the sales. games you own. No more games. Um. No. <laughs> Yo, let me guess what you're going to say. No. <laughs> yeah, Chris, how would you like it if I said to you never buy any more games? I think I would say finally. <laughs> yeah, I right. A reason to stop. Uh-huh. Chris, don't buy any more games. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, now I got the next 20 years to play 20 all these 20 years games. to play all the stuff I got. I yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It turns out they're all bad. Oh. Hey, I've been I've been playing a lot of games that we already owned. So. Mm-hmm. Then you buy new games and you don't play them. It just makes me crazy. Yeah, like what? Metopia. Yeah, I told you why. I, I How about Etrian Mystery Dungeon? Uh, yeah, I should play that. Yeah, <laughs> you're all like, "Oh, I can counter you, Chris." I'm like, "No, no, you don't understand. I've got years of ammo here. I've been holding on to." <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Chris, hey, uh, you bitter? Yeah, uh, slightly. I'm a bitter old man who needs help. Jonathan, have you been playing anything new? No, you talked he, about Battlegrounds, talk right? 14 in PUBG. That is real yeah. quick. Yep, that's yeah. all I played this week. I don't even know where we are anymore. Beep, right. beep, 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 oh, in Fortnite, beep. but I talked about that already. Yeah, too. you did. Beep. You said that we should try it. We'd like it more than we you should it try would. it. Yeah, you should try it. Play yeah. it. Co-op. But don't you have to buy into it right now? You would. Yes, it does cost money. I want a free way to try it. Oh well. Okay. Should we talk about news? Beep, beep, beep. You're beeping. Beep. Do you need... Beep, 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 Do you need that looked at, Anna? Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds has a release date. Should I do it like that? Old-timey news? It's November 7th, 2017, by the way. For 20 bucks. And if you're on PS Plus, you can get it for 15 Ooh. And it's going to add a snow area. No word if they're adding um, I Am Satsuna style piano music or not. Um, we also have a release date for Mary Skelter Nightmares. Yes. Idea Factory International announcing it. We'll be releasing it exclusively for the PS Vita on September 19th. Yeah, so I have this pre-ordered because it looks interesting. Yeah. It's a dungeon crawler. Uh-huh. 
So we have all the release dates this week because we also have a release date for Dot Hack GU Last Recode. Yeah, but this is for Japan only so far. Uh, but right? it's coming. Yeah, so it is coming right. here. We don't have a release date for North America and Europe. Japan gets it on November first. We don't know when it's going to come out here, but later this year, apparently. Yeah. Okay. So they. And they added a fourth part. Yeah, remember I was arguing about this a couple of weeks ago, and you were like, "They're not adding a fourth. and I'm like, "Yeah, they are." I don't remember, so I'm going to assume you're right. Okay. Um, more release dates, more Japanese release dates, at least. So there Soul was a Dragon Quest Summer Festival um, where they Wait, announced... in real life? Yes. Where was this? Tell Japan. me more about this festival. I want to know, how, what do you do at the Summer Festival? All right, you, you tell me the news. I'm going to look up Dragon Quest Summer okay. Festival. Um, they announced Dragon Quest Builders 2, um, which is going to be PS4 and Switch. Yay! Um, they also announced um, Dragon Quest 1, Dragon Quest 2, and Dragon Quest 3 on 3DS. So 1 and 2 are going to be on the eShop on August 10th. And Dragon Quest 3 will be out at some point in August. Um, they also no announced... No physical releases, though? No. These are like uh, probably the iPad ports. Uh and again, this is all in Japan. Um, they also announced version 4, which is, is an expansion for Dragon Quest X. So the official name is Dragon Quest X, 5,000 year journey to a faraway hometown online. That's coming to PC, PS4, Nintendo Wii U, and Nintendo Switch on November 17th. So none of these have been announced for North America. Um, but I we I don't think we're getting Dragon Quest ten. We are getting Dragon Quest eleven. So maybe we'll get Builders two in these uh Dragon Quest remakes. Did you mention the Itadaki thing? Mm, no, because it's not in this story. Oh, there's an Itadaki Street Dragon Quest. Um Isn't that October the second 19th. one or third one? I don't know. I'm just saying that that's part of this too. Okay. Um, so I'm watching. Oops, I was loud. Uh, this is weird. So the, I don't know what all you do at the at the at the festival, but there was a big stage that had hours of programming at, so you could go sit in the audience and watch. They've got game demos and announcements. They've got like drama plays. Like there, there's like actual dramas going on and like comedy things where they're talking about the games and doing the skits. I, and then there's this point where people in kimonos are spinning wheels and winning prizes, I think. It's very weird. But what I can't tell you is what you could do outside of the festival or outside of the stage. But, man, if you wanted to go and immerse yourself in Dragon Quest for two days, they, they had you covered. Holy crap, Anna. <laughs> we should go to this and not understand a word of it. <laughs> All right, so um, Nino Kuni Two is getting collector's editions. Yeah, and they're they've different. got lots of them. Yeah, so there's a digital deluxe edition, a day one edition, a premium edition, is there a and day a nine edition? Collector's edition for North America, oh. and all North American versions are PS4. Okay, 
in Europe, there's a standard edition, a prince's edition, a prince's digital edition, <laughs> and the king's edition. Oh, boy. And with the exception of the prince's edition, all of those come with either PS4 or PC. Ooh. And the swag that's in the, the swankiest edition is different between North America and Europe. So I have a question. Why doesn't Europe... Or why doesn't... <sighs> Wait, why does Europe buy more PC physical games than the U.S.? Um, I don't know, but I know that they do. Mm. It's a discussion that one of my clients has been having lately. All right, so North America, if you get the... Oh, my gosh. This Let's is not, not in a good no, order. We're, we're not going into the details. Just know that there's a bunch of them. No, no. What? Chris... No, no, absolutely not. We no. are not micromanaging these ridiculous collector's <laughs> editions here's for what you half get an hour on the podcast. For $200, you get a physical copy of the game. Don't you feel good? You get the Steelbook case that you probably only would have gotten if you did the weird stuff at E3. You get the 3D paper craft kit. Uh, you get a soundtrack CD, a making of Blu-ray, visual arts books, a chibi rotating diorama. Yes, there's like little figures on a stand and it rotates. A special sword set DLC, special packaging, and that's 200 bucks. And as you can imagine, all the lesser editions come with some of those things. Yeah, to me, the $80 one to the $200 one, it's mostly you're paying $100 for the diorama. Mm-hmm. And the plush, right? Yep. Yeah, but yeah. And the making of Blu-ray. Know. Is it a plush? And There's a thing. There's a figure there. What is that? That is a lofty plush that was not listed yep. in here. That's li- it's listed on the pre-order site. Yeah, but it's not listed in our story. It should have been. Uh, the yeah, plushy. I debated looking getting that because I have the the first Nino Cooney collector edition, and uh, just to match it. So do we, like, Anna. <laughs> the reason I have that Nino Cooney edition though was for the damn spell book. Yeah. And there's no spell yep. book this time, so who cares? The diorama. Do you really want to pay a hundred bucks for that though? So no. okay. If you go to Europe, their crazy edition's different. Yeah. So it has either a physical copy of the PS4 game or a digital copy of the PC game. Um, a steel bookcase, but only for the PS4 versions. Themes of Nino Kuni to a vinyl record. You get a vinyl record from Joe Hisashi. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. The making it of looks Blu-ray amazing. disc that's in the um, North American Collector's Edition. 148-page art book, which, which is, is totally mm, better than our art book. Yeah, visual get. arts book is the North yeah, American the, one. Their art book is like hard-covered and giant. Evolution of a King diorama and music box. So they 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 uh, our diorama is like some assembly That's it. required. We're moving to Europe. Their diorama is like inside of this beautiful music. I am box. actually tempted for this version of Season the Season Pass edition. DLC, and it's a uh, hundred and forty uh, uh, quid. Can can we point that out? You pay two hundred bucks on the U.S. version. Oh, you do get this. Never mind. You do get the Season Pass. Sorry, yes. I was about to say you didn't, but I was wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like the Europe one more. Yeah, that, that seems music to be the sentiment is, of a lot of people. Oh my god. That music box is so much nicer than the diorama. Uh, that art book's great. That vinyl thing, you just frame that sucker. That's amazing. Um wow. Now, what what the heck is that papercraft kit? I do not understand what that's supposed to be or do. What in the US one? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. The pictures um, don't do don't it justice. I don't know how to explain what papercraft is. Basically, you're cutting and gluing together so that you're making a 3D thing out of paper. 
Yeah, but who's going to want to do that if they want to keep their collector's edition pristine? That's dumb. I think yeah. it's a bunch of layers that you can put in different orders. To, I don't know what's going on. Well, that's the thing. People nowadays know what these collector editions are, so a lot of times we don't even open or use a lot of that stuff. But I guess back in the day, they did, and that's why that stuff's kind of hard to find. I guess as kids, we're more likely to open our box and play with all of it because we only got a few games. But yeah, now most of these items just kind of sit on in a box on a shelf for the most part. Think to me, I'm not going to play with my paper craft kit. I'm just going to stay in a sheet in the box. Well, yeah, anything that's you will want, it's paper craft. So that just gives free reign for the cats to chew it up mm. or any other pet. And Yeah, but it's in a case. Probably okay. To I me, mean, yeah, the baby I, dollar one's pretty good uh, bang for your buck. Yeah, that's what I ended up pre-ordering just to get the soundtrack and the art book because that all that other stuff just seems. Uh, the problem with soundtrack is it's a collection, it's yeah. not a full soundtrack, right? So, eh. like and a sampler disc, and you're paying eighty bucks. You don't get the season pass. You get the papercraft. Nobody papercraft kit. Nobody really wants. Um, and you get a sword set, which will probably, I'm sure it'll be nice at first, but doesn't matter. I don't know. Hmm. And now you're kind of reverse selling me on that. <laughs> I, it, you remember, going back to when Manu was on the podcast, I, I kind of turned against Collector's Edition, unless they're really something special. And that Europe one is kind of on that edge. Also, it costs less. Um, With... Oh wait, no, those are euros. Never mind. No, it's probably about the same. Yeah. Uh, if it's is it, would you say it was euro or uh, 150 pounds? euros? No, pounds. Pounds. No, euros. it's 150 euros, 140 pounds. Oh right, sorry, I misread. And it, ten less of each if you get the PC version. Yeah, it's 177 dollars right now. So it is cheaper. And we're getting the European version. <laughs> okay, I mean the PS4 is region free, so we could. Oh wait, seriously? Yeah, oh. games are region locked. The system itself is not. <sighs> no, I don't need this. I want this, but I don't need this. But at least I can respect this King's Edition. I mean, if you really want to, just message Ninja. He'll get it for us. I don't know where you even go to buy it. It's probably already sold out. Mm. Where, might do, you, where he, do you go to buy it? He tends to pre-order things in multiples in case. Where, where do you get it? Do you have to go to game.co.uk or something like that? Um, Ni, yeah, let's see. Nino. Oh, uh, there's. Who is it that always used to ship over here? I yeah, forgot. Here One of the British stores. 159 days left to pre order. 159 pounds. Sold and fulfilled by game. There you go. Do they ship to us? 159 is going to no. put it closer to 200. No, oh, we'd yeah, have they... to ship it to someone and they would ship it. Oh, to yeah, us. you're right. They're, they're, they've. Bumped it up 20 pounds. Jeez, Europe? Yep. What the heck? I guess that's game for you, isn't it? Yep. Hmm. Hmm. But I mean, when it comes to really pricey collector's editions like this, I I tend to err on I only buy ones like this if it's a franchise that I love the crap out of. Yep. So, like, w when the Final Fantasy VII remake inevitably comes out and has a $200 collector's edition depending on what that comes with that might be a day one purchase um, <clears throat> same with like the Persona 5 and the Sonic Mania one but this one I like the first Nino Kuni but and I mean as nice as 
the stuff would be. I just don't have enough love for this series to kind of justify just that cost, right? That, yeah. yeah, the $200 one. Now, the $80 one, I do like getting art books and soundtracks because I just like that stuff. Check that out, Chris. The of course you would cheap. know how to order everything. I love this. I've oh, there you from, go. They used to be free shipping. From yeah. Them. From, oh, wow. So 145 pounds. I like that they're like save five pounds. Like, no, that's 20, that's 20 pounds higher than the MSRP. So don't give me that crap. Save five pounds. Is it? Is yeah. The, 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 oh, let me get it right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just ignore me. <laughs> Help me out, Anna. You're not helping <laughs> They gave me a site called Zavi.com. You can pre-order there. And then get it shipped here for I don't know how many dollars. Cool. It says $2.33 is how much shipping is. That's not much. Oh, and in talking about keeping all your collector's edition stuff together, I actually keep my Morgana plush on my desk. But that's because I really like the crap out of that character, and, and until I get a better Morgana plush, that's going to be where she lives, or he lives, or I don't know. We gonna play you Nino sound exasperated. Are we going to play what? Nino Kuni 2. I don't know. I haven't played the first one. I really enjoyed the first one, but you could kind of tell that they tacked on like another 10 hours that didn't need to, need well, to be tacked on. Which version did you play? The PS3 version. Oh, right. Yeah, but they literally did add like a bunch of content to that version. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. That is the expanded version. It was one of those things where it felt like the story had a definite endpoint, but then it kept going. And later on, learning that yeah, they did tack on a bunch of stuff. It's yeah. like, well, this would have been a much better game if you would have just left that stuff off. So you, what you want was the 3DS version <laughs> or the DS yeah. version, <laughs> which, which we didn't get. Right. Hmm. All right. What's our next story, Anna? I'm over Nino Cooney. Anna? I lost Anna. Anna! She's not talking. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Anna, you're very bad at this podcasting thing. You're supposed to talk. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Masquerada is coming to PS4. It's been delayed on... Oh, are you talking now? Anna? So, Masquerada... What's is, going on? <laughs> I had a work emergency. Why didn't you leave me alone for five minutes? Don't do work emergencies during the show. It had to be dealt with. Well, while you were doing a work emergency, I ordered three collector's editions. I hate you. Hey, hey, it's just like the Ryan household. <laughs> All right. Masquerada. Songs and Shadows is available now on PS4. Um... However, the Xbox One version wa has been slightly delayed, so it will come out on August 23rd. Um, 
And they also announced that a Nintendo Switch version is in the works with a release date of TBD. So we reviewed this. Alex reviewed it, and he gave it a 3.0. He really liked the deep lore and engaging story and the great voice acting, um, but felt like the gameplay was lacking and that it had no replay value. So they've added some stuff to the PS4 version that might counter those. I wonder if they're going to patch it into the PC version yes. too. Yep. Yeah, the PC version. Oh, it's got version, a new game plus version. It mode now. will receive a free update t- for the game to include all the additional content in the console versions. Ooh. Cool. Yep. Played that at a PAX East a few years ago. Yeah, I played nice. it at PAX Prime nice. last year and it it was fun. I liked the premise. So, I will probably pick up the Switch version. Reminded me of an RPG light version of like the old Baldur's Gate Infinity yeah. Engine things. Yeah, that's what they were aiming for. It's like they wanted it to be like, you know, if this was your first Western RPG, it should feel very welcoming. So the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 2 Yay. is now available for PS4 in Europe. This is the second part of the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing trilogy that came out for PC a couple of years ago. It's also being released on Xbox One later this year. Oh, and it comes out in North America this week. So if you feel sad that it was only Europe, don't feel sad. It's coming. Yay, Europe. Oh, wait. Yay, US? Yay, something. E7, PC, Kelly, did you order it yet? No, because I have it on my Vita. And you're good with it on Vita? Even though this has enhanced visuals, controller support, and quote-unquote other improvements? Why are you going to tempt me, Chris? Why? And your Vita version is really a PSP version, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Oh, come on, Kelly. Come on. Isn't this your favorite Ease game? No, my favorite so far is Salsetta. Well, then forget this garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Who was, who would who would be so stupid as to buy this game? But no, th- th- this game Me. is really. <laughs> yeah, this... You're getting it, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I I think I have almost all the East games on PC now. It's gonna be 25 yeah. at launch. If you missed out on E7 because it came out very late in the PSP's life cycle, then this is you need to get this version because it was a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. And it'll you. it'll give you uh, an idea of what to expect from um, Lacrimosa of Dana next month because I think I believe it uses the same combat engine. Well, you won't have much time because this isn't out till August thirtieth. Then... When does Lacrimosa of Dana come out? I figured you knew because you said it was next month. Yeah, I just couldn't remember I think when. It's the end of September. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you get a month. All right like six weeks let's see i see initial release oh that's in japan never mind september 28th rings a bell in my head for some reason yeah that sounds right mm-hmm. to me 26 or 28 whatever the tuesday is all right so that's your ease update anna you've got an atelier game to worry about do i it's just announced for japan at the moment uh, it's not like it's not coming here and it's the third game in the very terrible subseries. yeah it's the third mystery game which nobody seems to like. Yeah. Can I interrupt and ask Anna a question? Yes. So, I've always wondered this. Maybe 
it's an easy question, but why do games usually release on Tuesdays? Um, because um, sales for media like movies and um, music and video games used to be calculated on Monday. Okay, so you just got the full week to sell it. Correct. I see a few games release on Fridays, but most of them are Tuesdays. Yeah, a lot of so things I are mean, switching to Friday now. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, because we don't really measure sales metrics like that anymore, most me- metrics, particularly in terms of video games, are monthly. Um, people release stuff on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays and Sundays now. Sundays always confuse the hell out of me. Yeah, that's Nintendo. like Nintendo <laughs> stuff intended for children is generally released on a Sunday. It's like, Isn't Pokemon usually Sunday? Yep. Either Friday, either either Saturday or Sunday so that you can download it like Friday night. I don't get it. All games should come out in the summer and they should all come out on a Friday night so you have all weekend to play it. <laughs> That's how games should work. Uh, Unless you don't have Amazon Prime and then you're agonizing all weekend. No, no, digital only. No more physical games. I'm I'm destroying physicals. And Jonathan can just bemoan me. You stay stay out of my house. Send them to me. I'll rescue them. (laughs) No, I'm not going around smashing them. I'm making it so people don't make them anymore. I'm not that cruel. I'm not going around to your house and destroying them. Ship me a big, thick envelope of all of his uh, broken down uh, collector edition boxes just so I could save them from the trash. <laughs> That's awesome. I still, that, that still have them sitting in a box around here somewhere. Wow. <laughs> all right. So, as for this new Atelier game, um, it's the one, it's follow up to Sophie and Ferris. Yeah. So, it's, it's coming out in Atelier Japan in August 21st, right? Lighty. And Sir, Alchemist of the Mysterious Painting. Oh, that date is just for the full website to come out. Yep. It's August coming out this winter. Date. That, no, the winter is when the game comes out. Yeah, is the date for the website, August 21st. Okay, all right. So it is uh, coming to PS4, PS Vita, and Switch. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Switch is becoming the new Vita. The Switch Vita. is the new Vita. We've known this for a while. This isn't shocking. No. It's just re- Hopefully it's the new Vita in a good way and not the new Vita in a yeah. we're going to stop making games for it sort of way. It's it's reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's the not the dead handheld console thing. <laughs> it's not the... Yeah. Yeah, the Vita is one of our... Uh, it's part of our ecosystem. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, it's, we're not making Vita, any games for it. <laughs> I haven't played the crap out of my Vita this year. Uh-huh. Because you're oh, catching up on old Vita. games. I make jokes, but I like it. Anna's catching up on old games. That's why you're playing the crap and out of it. new games. What new games? Um, what did I play this year that was new? Some stuff. Yeah, um, real no, memorable. No, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. I closed my yearly lobby games. Now it's open again. All right. New things that I got this year. <laughs> um, Notice that cough? That's all the dust that she was clearing right, off the of the The only thing I can think of is a limited run. Exist <laughs> archive. Uh, I bought Exist Archive. And that sucked. <laughs> okay. Um, I got Period Cube, and I had a lot of fun with that. I actually platinumed it. Did Period Cube Xanadu, come out right? this week or this year? Yeah, I got it on launch day. Okay. Um, I also got Akaba's Beat, which I didn't like. Completely petered off of. Um, let's see what else is new. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that's it. What a stellar there. lineup for the Vita, Anna. It's what about Tokyo Xanadu? No, I didn't Did get, get it up? yet. That was one of those games that I read all the reviews and I was like, yeah, I can wait for a sale. Is that the new one that just came out? Yep. That it's was like, like has a, a different version on the PS4 versus no, the that's P- Fallen Legion. Oh, there's I want to know about Fallen Legion. Yeah, there's the Tokyo Xanadu is also coming out as like a crazy EX plus 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 version on like PS4 later this year. But I want I want to know about Fallen Legion. Is anyone playing that? Um, I think Mac did. Also, Alex gave Tokyo Xanadu a good score, Anna. Yeah. But you don't want to play it. Um, I want to get it on sale. Okay. And I'm sure it will be soon. Hey, it's another dungeon crawler. Yep. What do you know? Like a Anna. dungeon crawler on the Vita? Yeah. It's like the system for dungeon crawlers. That never happens. I know. Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen has a PS4 and Xbox One release date. This is the week of release dates. October 3rd. All right. I'm going to leave that at that. Um, then the Fallout 4 Game of the Year Edition Pip-Boy Edition it Returns? What? Okay, it's the Game of the Year edition. will feature all six DLC add-ons, the latest gameplay updates. Well, that's nice. Um, <laughs> the company returns... Uh, let's see. Plans to release the Fallout 4 Game of the Year Pip-Boy Collector's Edition. So you get another Pip-Boy. They're bringing the wearable Pip-Boy back. Yay. I guess. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, which version of it is it, though? Is it the kind that, like... Oh, this is the one that you slot your phone into, right? Yep, yep. Okay. And then Etrian Which, Odyssey 5 has a date. Oh, sorry. What are you saying, Jonathan? The phone thing is a cool idea, but I don't think my phone fit in there very well. Okay. So I didn't get to use it like I wanted to. Yeah, so I mean, that, it doesn't fit the new um, wider iPhones, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought that thing was pretty cool. The app itself was pretty cool. So I actually did, when I was playing Fallout 4, I had my iPad up running that app so I could access the map and stuff via it. And that was cool. Um, I do think the second screen experience concept is underutilized in gaming, and I would like to see yeah. more of that stuff. But I also understand that it's really hard to make, and then you end up having most people not use it. So, <laughs> yeah, the Wii U says hi. Yeah, I think that determined. Well, the, the Wii U though it was easier on the Wii U because you know everyone had the hardware and they had no choice but to experience it that way. <sighs> I mean, true, but. I, I was pretty angry that it seemed like uh, Breath of the Wild was kind of built for that, and yeah. then they never implemented it. Yeah, you're right. That is disappointing. But actually, actually playing with that thing on your wrist is kind of a pain, though. Yeah, I've heard that, too. <laughs> Especially playing on PC. It's like this big, clunky, plastic thing you're sitting down in front of your keyboard. I, I, do, I tried it once for the novelty. I wonder what a properly weighted, balanced, and designed Pip-Boy would actually look like. Like, let's... <laughs> Like, how would you actually make this that a human would actually leave it on? <laughs> uh, I just know that I would clunk myself in the head with that thing if I tried to wear it. <laughs> just going up to scratch your eyebrow. Funk. Oh. <laughs> oh, and, and, you know, anytime I'm gaming, I've always got, you've seen the photos on Twitter. I've always got at least two to three cats on me. Th- so you need extra weight, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I clunked poor Murray on the head when I was playing Breath of the Wild so many times because of that damn Wii U gamepad. <laughs> Alright. Etrian Odyssey 5 is a release date, Anna. Yay! Yay! Did Oct- I pre-order this? I don't know. I October se- download it. October 17th. Are you going to play this? Um, pr- 
Probably not. Okay. I am interested, but it is. I from what I played at uh, at E three, it's like yeah. Remember Etrian Odyssey four and like all the newer Etrian Odysseys. Yeah, here's another one of those. Yeah, that's why I'm excited. Uh, why? I think it's good. I also don't know that I. I don't feel the need to play it. Okay. So maybe I, maybe I on am, sale I would jump in. I guess I'll just download it then. Yeah. I am gonna drop everything that I'm playing to play Etrian Odyssey five because I love that series. That is a series that I can never get enough of. Hmm. All right. Uh, are you getting the physical version? Yes. Because oh, I mean, even though it's a soundtrack sampler, I love the music in that game. Yeah, it's going to have um, a 24-page art book and a six-track music CD. Um, fun fact, I used to, whenever I did um, Thanksgiving at my house for my family, I actually put in the CD and did this music from the first dungeon in Etrian Odyssey 4 as kind of background music for my house because it's so calm and relaxing. Mm. Yeah, so you can watch a little video about the Fencer class on our website, too. They put that out as well. Oh, what do we got here? Um, oh, we got editorials. We got a Trail of Excessive Dialogue editorial. What's that about? Oh, Trails of Excessive. So it's talking about Trails of Dialogue. So go read that to get some insight into the Trails of um, speech. <laughs> um, and we have a Persona 5 Catharsis editorial by Jay Scarp, who's in our chat room right now. Hi, Jay Scarp. Um, and it's about Persona 5. And, oh, someone didn't like Persona 5? Ooh. No, Pitchforks. It wasn't that he didn't like it. It's that he had some concerns. He had some issues, and he needed to get them off his chest. criticism. Yeah, I think, you know how many times I ranted to you about certain plot points in that game mm-hmm. and how frustrated I was mm-hmm. with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Jay Scarp's doing that, and you can go read it now on the website. Um, we have some small stories. Little Witch Academia has info. What does that mean? Um, more playable characters, and you can read some details about them on the website. Uh, we have Excel Word, Excel World versus Sword Art Online. It's getting some DLC. And you talk about some new playable characters in that, um, as well as the Origins Pack, which uh, puts some costumes and, and stuff like that in there. So go check that out. Knights of Azure 2 has some plot details, um, like who the main character is and stuff. So if you want some more on that, you can go delve into it. Cordelia is announced for Fire Emblem Warriors. Do you know who Cordelia is, Anna? Yeah, the... the um... She's a Pegasus knight. Yeah, she's the real um, klutz. Oh, okay. From Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh, all right. All right. And then you have Japan's getting some release dates for the new Digimon Story game. Uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory coming out in Japan on December 14th. And then we know it'll be coming out here sometime next year. Uh, and then Swap Quest. What's Swap Quest? Coming to PCX. Oh, all right. That's coming to... PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It was originally a mobile game. Um, and a mobile and a Vita game. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. How does Swap Quest work? Oh, so you... Interesting. It's like you're dealing with Carcassonne tiles um, of, like, roads and stuff, and you're moving them around to solve, like, getting a path through the dungeon and stuff. Yep. 
So that's cool. So so Alex reviewed it. 3.0, enjoyable gameplay, good level variation, but not a huge amount of content and little engagement in combat. Mm. So interesting. Uh, go check that out. And then indie update. We got an indie update. The indie update. Um, no Truce with the Furies is an isometric RPG being made by ZA slash UM. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, published by Humble Bundle. Uh, so it's going to be a sci-fi fantasy thing. You're a disgraced police attendant. Excuse me. <laughs> disgraced police lieutenant. And uh, you have skills and there's combat. And you go check out the trailer. And it doesn't show that much. Um, so it's going to be at PAX West. It's a police procedural. Anna, you like police procedurals. Yeah, no, this doesn't look at all for me. But it's police procedural. Yeah, no. How can you not like a police procedural? This doesn't look interesting to what, me. How does it... There's, they don't show anything. I know. They just showed some people standing on a, on a background Which that changes over time. Probably why. You're going to try it at PAX? No. This is probably why I'm not that interested in it. They I emailed show- you guys this morning. I was like, hey, if anybody wants to see this, book an appointment. Well, we should book an appointment. Well, then go for it. <sighs> Help me out, Hannah. Uh, <laughs> Bread Team and Tiny Build have put out Phantom Trigger for PC and Switch. It's a hack and slash title with RPG elements following white collar worker Stan as he journeys through bizarre worlds following a mysterious event. So does that mean you start in an office and then things get weird? All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It kind of has a um a look like uh um hyper. What's it called? Shoot. Uh, indie game. Hyper Light Drifter. That's the one. Kind of reminds me of it with the with the art look to this game and the combat. So I don't know if it's any, I don't know if it's as good, but uh, that's a thing. Um, we have a game called All Walls Must Fall from In Between Games. It's now on Steam Early Access for sixteen bucks, and it is a Kickstarter funded tactical RPG where the Cold War never ended. And access to time manipulation. What? <laughs> There's time manipulation technology going on and tactical RPGs. And I don't know. This looks crazy. Go check it out. Uh, there's West of Loathing. And, Yay! Uh, Yay! Is that out? Yes. It's out now? Yes. And we're not playing it? I know. What the hell? I gave you the key. You did? Yeah. When? Like two weeks ago. No. Yeah. No. Well, then I'm going to give it to you again. But don't you want to play it? Yes. How, how about it's you put a, it on yours and I'll it, share it from you? Oh, okay. Because you're you're the bigger Loathing fan. Yay! Okay. Yeah. Okay. West of Loathing. <laughs> if you're familiar with the free web game Kingdom of Loathing, um, this is kind of like by that pe- that that guy who did that game. Or did guys? I don't know. How many people, Anna? Um. Well, Kevin is the lead and he has a small team. All right. And it's out on um, PC, Mac, and Linux via Steam for 11 bucks. Um, we played this at PAX last year. And loved it. It was pretty funny. A lot of It's kind of a comedy RPG. So, And I mean, the cool thing is, is I went into this game with like many, many years of Kingdom of Loathing experience. And Chris went into it having little. never, basically uh, never played Kingdom I've of Loathing. I've played Kingdom of Loathing for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this I, is good. I have been a pastomancer for many years, Chris. Yeah, so I uh, I highly 
am excited about this game, and I should probably play more before I say I highly recommend it. But uh, it's really good. That will be happening this week, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll buy two copies so we can play at the same time. Ooh, okay. Laptops on the couch. Yeah. With a giant bomb on the TV or something. Yeah, we can watch right. that Kingdom Hearts. Series. Suplex Saga is a retro wrestling themed RPG. Wait, never mind, Anna. I've got a new game I have to play. <laughs> no, it's just being <laughs> kickstarted right oh. now. Oh. All right, let's check out their Kickstarter. Uh, Suplex Saga. I love the concept and name. Uh, let's see how this works. They want sixty grand. They're at seven thousand. Yeah, not I, a good sign. No. So for a buck, you get um, you get you get in the credits for ten dollars. They've got a limited amount of copies of the game. For fifteen, the fact is, that they haven't even sold those out yeah. makes me very concerned. Um, so it is a sixteen-bit era-looking game. Um, eh, slightly better than 16-bit era, given that there's obviously 3D processing going on here. This is but, the kind of game that I would normally see on the Square Enix Collective, and I'm kind of disappointed that that's not the way that they went. They've got straight-up Final Fantasy text boxes. Um, and, yeah, it looks like a turn-based RPG. And that looks cool, and you're doing wrestling moves. I don't know why this is not catching on, so that kind of makes me sad, but... Um, if you are into it, go ahead and check it out. Maybe there's some issues I don't know about, so I won't say that you should or shouldn't back it. You've got to make that choice yourself. If you want to spend lots of money, though, I'll tell you what you get. 600 bucks, you get the cruiserweight, uh, you get all the previous tiers, I think, and you get to make your own very own super, Suplex Saga Championship belt mailed to you. You get a belt. <laughs> you also get the choice to make either your own NPC or an enemy. And you get a t-shirt. <laughs> So go check that out. So that's called Suplex Saga. It's on Kickstarter. See if you want to back it. Um, and that's it. That's it for the indie update. Anna. You need to do feedback because I will be right back. Oh, you're going to be back? Okay. We had a question last week. What RPG mashup would you want? And it didn't have to be a mashup of just RPGs. It could be other series, but the mashup would be an RPG. So here we go. Let's see. Eddie via email says Pokemon slash Dragon Quest. It would marry two of my favorite RPG series and would be fun hunting for Pokemon in a Dragon Quest setting. Keep up the great podcast. It's 110 degrees out here in the desert. Jeez, man. Go. That's hot. Wow. Have a lemonade. Lord Golbez says uh, Phoenix Wright and Shin Megami Tensei could work with Persona, but actually Raido Kuzanoa would be, would be better um, or would be great. Uh, that makes sense because Raido is kind of an investigator too. Tales of Metal Gear. Okay, ac- not actually on that <laughs> one. I just like the title. <laughs> Still, Metal Gear combined with almost anything could be good. Metal Gear Solid Pokemon Eater, Horizon Metal Gear, Professor Layton versus Solid Snake. The possibilities are endless. I want more met- crazy Metal Gear dialogue and I'm not going to get it with Konami being garbage, so bring on the crossovers. <sighs> strawberry egg says my first thought about hearing the question was what can i cross with splatoon to make a turn-based strategy rpg it would probably be better to wish for a trpg spinoff anyway uh as for a better answer we already had a zelda muso and we'll have a fire emblem one soon how about a zelda and fire emblem crossover i think that could be pretty neat hmm all right victor says i'm with chris on free-to-play games they're usually not worth it unless one is either rich or doesn't care about the game enough to make in-game purchases and if you don't care that much about the game why are you playing it rather than all the other games <laughs> the only free-to-play game i've genuinely enjoyed was pokemon picross so my question for a crossover game is a picross rpg hey puzzle quest was a hit right i can dream can't i actually there is a, a picross rpg what is it yeah, 
Picross. Well, you're not in the mic, Anna. There's a Picross RPG, says Anna. It's called Final Fantasy Picross. Um, Where? On the App Store. Oh. Did oh. it not come out here? Uh, or did nope. we downloaded it here? Yeah. I downloaded it here. All right. I so, didn't play it, though, because yeah. it's in Japanese. So to the person that said um, uh, Pokemon Dragon Quest, I wonder if they're familiar with Dragon Quest Monsters. That's just what That's I was thinking. That's a good point. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, I'm thinking more. In terms of a Picross RPG, Final Fantasy Pictlogia. Pictlogia. Yeah, you played that. So it's on iOS and Android, and it just came out on 3DS in Japan. So people are like, oh, maybe the 3DS version will get localized. Not holding my breath. but yeah. I don't see why you couldn't just play that. You can make a, an App Store account, and a Japanese App Store account, pretty easily the and get it on is, your phone. The problem is it's in... Like all, but who cares? It's a Picross game. Do you really need the yeah, translation? Yeah, you do. You, you, it's really hard to play it without it because it's an RPG, Chris. Oh. But, but See, I thought that the puzzles would be easy to play. You just yeah. wouldn't get any of the story. Yeah. Not right. so much. Yeah. Did you really try it, Anna? Yeah. Okay. That stinks, though. I even did, like, an online translation guide, and yeah, it just wasn't happening. That's too bad. So we asked the question, or sorry, um, Seraphim Kitten on the forums uh, in regards to our conversation about Eglia last week and mana in general says, I like Secret of Mana a lot if you're playing with two friends. There aren't enough three-player RPGs. It may not be everyone's cup of tea, but mana, Legend of Mana also has a lot to recommend it. The characters are charming, the stories are interesting, the crafting slash pet slash robot systems are intricate, and replaying it can open up new plot sequences. I won't deny that only being two-player with a clunky way to turn second player on and off combined with being super short is a turn-off. The PlayStation loading and combat don't do it any favors either, but when I hear friends speaking fondly of Mana, they are usually talking about Legend of Mana and not the adventures of Boy, Girl, and 7-Up in secret. It's a sprite. It's not 7-Up. It's 7-Up in secret. <laughs> Why 7-Up in secret? Because it's funnier than saying sprite. Okay. <laughs> All right. We also asked people um, what kind of mashup they would like on Twitter. And Max Storm says a Final Fantasy Tactics game that uses Vandal Heart style battle and job system for the characters instead of focusing on generics. Um, Guan says The Legend of Zelda in a dystopian steampunk setting a la Bioshock. Uh, Joshua, so Jay Scarp. Um, says, I can't come up with anything good because all that comes to mind is let's use a crossover to re- revive that dead series that I like. <laughs> so in that vein, how about Advance Wars slash Valkyria Chronicles? Um, revive Advance Wars and get a strategy Valkyria game all in one. Um, and Jason uh, says, Fire Emblem and Tactics Over because that's the only way I'll ever get another Tactics Over game with like a little crying emoji. I think Phoenix Wright cross SMT is the correct answer out of this whole thread. <laughs> Phoenix Wright versus Raido Kuzanawa is pretty good. But whatever. That and Metal Gear Solid Pokemon Eater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's next? Oh, what's our question this week, Anna? Oh. Oh. I don't have one. What sells you on collector's editions or turns you off to them? Oh, that is a good one. Who put that in there? That must have been Kelly. I, I did. That was really yeah. good. What sells you on collector's editions or turns you off from them? 
I mean, I'm not sure if we've talked, if you guys have talked about this before or not, because I know you and Manny talked a lot of collector's editions oh, back probably, in the day. probably, but, but who remembers? <laughs> it, it's an interesting topic because, I mean, I like collector's editions if they have good stuff in them, and yeah. I do like getting them. It just, it depends on what's in it and what's the franchise. All Are we right. supposed to answer this now? Uh, sure, if you can answer it now. Um, I'm always a sucker for cloth maps. <laughs> uh, soundtracks are good too, and usually if there's some kind of cool figurine, but it's a mixed bag, it's kind of a case by case basis. So some of them I don't care for, and some of them I do. Mm-hmm. Um, also interesting little unique kind of knickknack type items could be good. Sometimes the figurine, like little figurines, are there. Uh, not not talking about like the statue type things, like I was a second ago. But uh, but there are also some that I don't like. Um, if it's too cheapy, plasticky looking, then I don't. But like, say the Fallout Pip Boy edition, that's really cool. That Pip Boy is kind of a cool thing to have, and the new Wolfenstein ones coming with the GI Joe, that's pretty awesome too. But then there's a lot of the other ones that have the obligatory, you know. Well, I don't really care for the making of discs i never watch them sure. um yeah. and some of the the cheesy cheaper art books i don't care for as much but the cheaper art books don't bother me as much if it's not a like a substantial cost like i don't mind yeah. the cheapy art books and like the etrian odyssey games because the game is the same price but oh, yeah. if i if I've paid like forty extra dollars for a collector's edition and all I've got is just the paperback one, then yeah, that's pretty crappy. But like the Blizzard collector's edition art books are amazing. I yeah, I well, never look at them. Cheapies. Oh, I always I, look at them. I look at them once and I put them away and they they die in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Or they they rest in a coffin, mm-hmm. I should say. I actually stopped buying WoW physical. Uh, collector's editions because I was finding that the mouse pad was useless. I didn't like it. The art books I would never look at. The making of was kind of neat, but you know, I'd always slack on actually watching it because I'd put it off until I was finished the expansion and then I'd forget about it. And then uh, the soundtrack was the only part about the whole thing that I actually cared about. And you could always get it on iTunes or, you know, just take it out of the game files itself interestingly enough when you had to install wow and spec expansions i really liked the collector's edition because that used to be like an hour long install for me so while i was waiting i'd pop in the making of disc and watch it you're totally right that would change how much i appreciated that like if you're excited on release date and you have to wait for it to install having all those goodies there while you're waiting that would be cool but then once they started, you know, just making the patch, like, okay, it's already there. You just got to put in your code. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll still buy every Blizzard Collector's Edition, mainly because $80, um, $80 pets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could get that in the digital, though. I, I know, but and I, I, yeah. I like looking at them at my wall, too. Okay. I, I can also say I'm a sucker for nice packaging. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, nice packaging is nice. So for me, it's um, it. I think there's three things: really nice art book, art books for games who I just adore the art style, um, and just I'm so intrigued by it. I want to to have an art book for it. Um, full 
sound collections. So like a full soundtrack for a game. That'll get me to spring. And plushies. I have a weakness for plushies in collector's editions. What about you, Anna? Um, I don't know if there's specific items that I look for. I, I tend to look more for specific games. Mm-hmm. So like Persona 5 collector's edition, pfft, sold. Even mm-hmm. the, yeah, see, that was, that had a little Morgana plush, which I don't know if it was good enough that, that would have got me to snap it up. But the rest of that, I didn't care that much about. Like the bag that you haven't used. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. That's kind of my point. If the collector's editions has f- forgettable things, what does it matter? You mean the like Morgana that, plush. That natural Sorry. doctrine bag is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I got that Doom Collector Edition because it went on sale, and it's got this cool little figure that uh, one of the enemies, and there's like he's like on a, a fan with a red light behind it, and it looks, and it, when you turn it on, it'll spin and light up, and that's pretty awesome too. So I mean, there there are some cool things, but then you get some of like the AAA games, even though Doom is, but with just very standard, cheap oh, looking a nice items. Bag from Natural Doctrine. Yeah, that's pretty. That actually looks like a useful bag. It's kind of like your Olympics purse, Anna. So that would be a usable bag. Um, Wasn't that a terrible game, though? I don't know. I didn't play it. I couldn't tell you. Anna made me pre-order it. Or No, wait. We got it on Black Friday. That's right. You haven't played it yet, Anna. You have it on Vita, though. Oh, I, I will also say that um, I was such a huge NIS fan that I would buy all of their collector's editions sight unseen until I bought the Hyper Dimension Neptunia one. Yeah, I, I was and, doing that for a while, and then I had to stop because I yeah. wasn't playing those games. Mm-hmm. Like, and back I was, when I was... Yeah, NIS was one of the first companies to really jump on the modern collector's edition bandwagon. Like, them and mm-hmm. Blizzard were, like, the first big collector. And then that Skyrim one came out with the dinosaur. And then it was shortly after that I realized, I need to think about this. Because everyone's just taking advantage of me. <laughs> Actually, I think that kind of stuff goes all the way back to working signs. I, I think there was a good pause between when they were doing it and, and then kind of the resurgence with the NIS stuff. In my, yeah. in my recollection, yeah. I'm probably wrong. I just don't remember. <laughs> but That's true. Um, I'll also say that one thing that does turn me off to collectors. And do you really need is... a galleon puppet? Do you really need a galleon puppet? Are you going to use the I... little finger puppet? Yes, he is cool. I have that galleon puppet. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it, but it wasn't available in Canada. Uh, oh crap, Anna! I I saw another one at a store, and I almost bought uh, bought another don't one. Don't we have, I could have one? Sent it no, to you. isn't it in my collector's box? No. Okay. Well. To me, the Galleon Puppet isn't really a... That was a pre-order bonus. Yeah, oh, that was like wires. a GameStop yeah. pre-order bonus. It's kind of like your plushie where it sits on the shelf and looks cool. Mm-hmm. And there was supposed to be an Alex Puppet that went with the PC release that got canceled. Yeah, because it, it has a picture in the back of the, the Galleon Puppet yeah. of the other guy. Yeah, I think supposedly Victor Ireland has like the only Alex Puppet in existence. Nice. Yeah. But something that turns me off to collector's editions is huge, bulky statues, mainly because you just, I don't have the space for those. 
Yeah, Even that's something that attracts Chris, and I've kind of been for starting what? to... For what? The big statues. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of anti-statue now, unless they're like like my Jack Black statue. Yeah. Something crazy nice. And we have a, uh-huh. a Skyrim dragon? Yeah, that thing needs to go away. Okay. It's ugly, and I need to just let it go. Anybody want a Skyrim and, dragon? Yeah, anyone want a Skyrim dragon? Because my needs a new home. <laughs> don't don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We, I'm pretty sure we have your address from Employee of the Month, so you know. It's we'll true. Just get right we, on you there. might just show up one day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, move. that thinks that being said, I'm getting that uh, Sonic well, statue. You which... moved. <laughs> oh, sorry, Kelly. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Let's send it to that address anyway. <laughs> See what they do with it. Like, why is there oh, a I did, I did forward it, so I oh, guess I wouldn't get it after all. Just put a little GoPro camera with a cell phone somehow broadcasting the whole time. They opened up. What the? F- <sighs> okay. Too funny. So Kelly's getting a statue. Sonic. Yeah, the what is this Sonic, Sonic statue. Sonic Mania? Yeah. Collector's edition. Let's see what this looks like. Uh for Switch? Or I guess it doesn't matter. Um PS4. PS4? Alright. Here's an unboxing video. Um oh my gosh, it's huge. Holy yeah, crap. I, I thought that it was gonna be kind of small. It looks but like no, a full size Genesis. Yeah, it's a, it's a replica of the Genesis. And it should work. We, if it's going to be this big, it should work, damn it. Come on. Oh, it doesn't work. Um, if, if you put batteries in it and turn it on, it yells Sega. Sega! All right, that I will forgive. Okay, that's worth it. Um, Anna, we need to get this collected. No. I want, I want a thing that just says Sega. It, <laughs> no. It's been sold out why for does months. It, why does it have a cartridge? What does the cartridge do? It's just cool looking, and it has a ring inside. Does it do anything? Oh, okay. It's not a real cartridge. Okay, so here's your assignment, though, Kelly, is to liberate Sonic from this base, this replica Genesis base, and put him on a real Genesis. <laughs> that's that's like the proper mod, um, and then you uh, and then you somehow put that sound chip in there too. <laughs> I have a model one, my original model one Genesis lying around here somewhere. That is the problem is he stands kind of... right on the cartridge slot. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Well, you just have to sacrifice. You'd never be able to use it, but that's what he should be standing on as a real Genesis, I think. But um, you but, don't need to deface your collector's edition for my desires. That's something I should do. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I see one at a Goodwill or something, I will attempt it. Well, the question I is imagine... how how easily can you get the Sonic off of this base or not without damaging it too much? Because you don't want it to be all ruined. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, I even though I don't really like st- huge statues like that, I felt like I kind of owed it to my thirteen-year-old self to get this collector's edition because I. I was a huge Sonic fan, and I still am. That's a and cool Sonic statue. Just a golden ring. Yep. There's a golden ring. Just a golden ring. Yep. Bing. Thirteen-year-old me would have lost her mind over this. This is pretty good. If I paid back what I owed my thirteen-year-old self, I'd be bankrupt. <laughs> Let's 
let's go over the new releases for the week. Uh, first off, of course, is Sonic Mania. <laughs> Kelly's going to be enjoying the heck out of that. We have the Monster Hunter Stories demo coming out. Um, or I guess it's out now it's out on now. 3DS. Yeah, that's I out need now. to go download that after the show, um, before or after Kingdom of Loathing. I don't know. Um, Iron Cast, which is kind of like a puzzle quest sort of game where you're piloting a steampunk sort what? of mech. What systems is that out on? Ironcast? Um, let's see. I think it's uh, it's on Switch. Oh. And Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just Switch see it on eShop. Switch. Yeah. Yeah, it's also out on Steam. Is it on Steam? Okay. Yeah. So it probably came out on Steam a while ago or something. So yeah, it's on Switch. Uh I might have to download this and play it. Oh, are you looking at it? Does it look yeah. like your thing? Maybe. Oh, will this be the that game that gets Anna cool. to actually pick up and play a Switch? <laughs> well, I'm trying to focus on the Vita. Yeah, yeah. The, the Switch is the new Vita, so you're okay. Well, I better not done with the old Vita. I, no one has to know. Except I log all of my games. Undertale is finally coming out for PS4 and Vita. Oh, maybe that'll I get Anna might. to play Undertale. I might end up playing through that again because it's very short and yeah, it's it only bothered. A few hours, yeah. It bothered me too much that I abandoned the genocide run and ruined it for, well, <laughs> I almost spoiled the game. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Final Soldier, Soldier Blade, blah, 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 Sonic Mage. Elman Age Originals coming out on 3DS. That's a dungeon crawler, isn't it? Elman Age Original? It's a Chemco game. Oh, it's a Chemco game? But it is a it is an RPG, I think. I think it's a first person dungeon crawler. Yeah. Elman Age Gothic. Nice things about it. Elman Age Original. Oh, um Elman Age Original. It's twenty bucks on three D S and it is not cart no, it I'm is sorry. not Chemco, it is Starfish. Chemco. That's right. Ninja Games Japan is the publisher. So Yeah, the problem that I, I have I don't remember is... us reviewing Elman Age that highly. Yeah. So well whatever. Uh that's on three D S now. Um, and then over on the PC, what do we got? Anything RPGE? Realms of Lo- West of Loathing we mentioned, and so go pick that up. And I think that's it. That's your releases. Oh wait, wait, I got one more chart to check. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't prep my new releases. I apologize. So let's make sure I got it all. Do 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 do. There's yeah, because you missed Undertale. I had to put that in for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, Agents of Mayhem, City Skyline. Oh, City Skyline is finally coming to PS4, but Alice isn't here, so who cares? Um, Agents Sud- of Mayhem is coming out this that, week, right? Yeah, that's not an RPG. Yeah, I know, but um, like a f- there's a bunch of people on staff that are going to be playing it. So What? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who? Like Sam. Can I play Smashes her. Why are we playing Agents of Mayhem? Because it looks cool. It's just a shooter, right? No. What am I missing? It's an open world, like. Yeah, someone made me play this in 3D at uh, E3, and it wasn't very good. Okay. That's what I remember. Oh, okay. it uses Denuvo. Hmm. Uh, DRM for for PC. If you're wondering, what platform is she playing it on? I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Okay. I will ask her. I'm sorry, Anna. I didn't mean to harass you. <sighs> Folks, that's the end of the show. 
What are you going to play next week, Chris? Me? Apparently Monster Hunter Stories demo, West of Loathing, and Final Fantasy fourteen, And possibly Agents of Mayhem. Once I figure out what's going on there. Kelly, what you playing? Just Sonic Mania? All Sonic Mania? Sonic Man- all Sonic Mania all the time, and maybe a little Undertale. All right. Jonathan. Probably more of the same. My brother did get this new this game called Foxhole, which is kind of like an MMO isometric strategy war game. Well, that and sounds may, very hardcore. Let's see. I may succumb. Oh, my gosh. It's a massively multiplayer game where you work with hundreds of players to shape the outcome of a persistent online war. Holy crap, that seems hardcore. <laughs> yeah, but... It looks cool. How often do they reset the war? <laughs> I don't know. Oh wow, that I'm not sure of. But I'm. I, I know I said oh, I got too many games. I'm trying to play right now. I'm juggling a whole bunch of games. How many chicken and, dinners uh, you gotten? Hmm? How many chicken dinners you gotten? You're playing PUBG, aren't you? Oh, uh, chicken dinners. What do you mean? Wait, have you been playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or not? Yes. Okay, if you win, it says winner, winner, chicken dinner. So oh, that means if you won, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's how many chicken dinners you got and it's how many times you've won. That's all. Did I win last night? Have you ever won? Oh, yeah, we've won okay. a bunch. A bunch. So you've gotten tons of chicken dinners. I need to play yeah. that more. I, I signed into that because um, I heard that the Twitch um, the Twitch box that people were getting, people are buying for 50 bucks on Steam. Yep. And I well, remember tagging that to my account yep. and then I log in and there's no Twitch box, so apparently I missed the part where uh, I had to actually get it delivered to my account. Yeah, you gotta get on there and click something and it'll it'll send it over. Yeah. I have the did I tell you how I got the I pre ordered the founder edition or whatever and I got the extra key, the beta key to get with my brother. And so it's got that red bandana and the trench coat Uh-oh. and all that fancy stuff. Uh-oh. And it was it was very limited. And Uh-oh. you only got it right then. Yeah, well, I how ended much? up selling it. I sold it for like 150 for everything. You know how much it's going for now? No. 900 Steam dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem is, of course, now everyone's on the on the alert is to look out and save all the player unknown things and try to sell them. So I bet you all the future stuff is not going to sell well, as well. If you get the pink or purple mini skirt right now they're selling for four hundred dollars oh geez so that's that just, just out of the, the normal is that just out of the normal boxes it's a rare drop out of the new normal boxes oh geez yep four hundred dollars for the mini skirt and you can put them on any character so i think a lot of people like to get the mini skirts and put them on the guys this is yeah. why they're so expensive of course <laughs> anna what? that's a lot of uh it's a lot of PUBG I should be playing. No. Yep. I could I could be financing our, our, our flight to PAX with it. <laughs> you could be financing our deck. Yeah. <laughs> the new deck just with just with if this deck was built with mini skirts. <laughs> These aren't real dollars. These are you you it'll fund your Steam account for the next year. Yeah, but that eventually that works its way back into my real mon will my real wallet. <laughs> Unless it's like, Oh, I got all this money in there, why don't I just buy this game? I don't no. really need Oh no, don't do that mistake though i would have done that with uh west of loathing right now but all right anna what will you be playing this week eglia eglia all right cool with that i think we're gonna call it right yep 
right. Oh, all right. Thanks, Anna. Um, so we're done. Thanks, everybody. Um, we're, you can catch us 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Uh, if you want to leave feedback for the show, like answering the question of the week, what collect, what turns you on or off to collector's editions, podcast.rpgamer.com is the email. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail. We do still accept calls and will play them on the show. And, of course, forums.rpgamer.com is where you can go to the message boards and post your answer right there um, we'll also be there on twitter and facebook at rp, at RP gamer and we will see you next week um is that it yeah that's it all right sounds good see everybody bye 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 bye